to relax. Yeah. Oh, get comfortable. Yeah. You're too far away from the mic. <laughs> now I'm not. I'm giving fellatio to the, my mic now. Yeah. That's good. Now you're all comfy. That whole comfy. Wow, you're a typical young actor. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I got to get comfortable before it works. Yeah. Um, I don't want to move much, so if we could just position this. And I'm just. Can we just do the scene around me? <laughs> just. I'm not moving. Just do it around. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> How about in this entire scene, um, my character is sitting down. Yeah, and he doesn't get up, and yes. he has a glass of champagne in his hand. Yeah, and everybody just kind of does stuff, and he gets to do and say whatever he wants. How about that yeah, scene? Uh, I like that scene. And action and cut. I'm tired. <laughs> I need I need five. I need five. Where's the subs? I need I need, I need the subs. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to the Doing It Podcast. I'm Will Conlon. At the top of the show, you heard my guest, Michael Kaplan. Mikey. Mikey Kaplan. What a great guy. I love him so much. We met five years ago, and uh, we worked together, both of us, on our very first uh, TV appearance. It was on a show called Paranormal Witness. And we've been friends ever since. He's a great guy, and I was glad to have him. He's going to be here talking about a new project. He has a Christmas movie coming out. That's uh, coming up in our conversation in just a second. Only a handful of episodes left for the year. I take a break at Christmas time, A, because I get busy, and B, because, you know, I don't think people are listening as much during the Christmas season. Everyone's busy with their own Christmas stuff or holiday stuff or whatever, celebrating or not celebrating or listening to other things other than this or other podcasts. But whatever. It's not fair to the guests, I feel like, to to air an episode when I know not as many people are listening. But that's okay, because we'll start up new episodes shortly into the new year. So don't you worry. Uh, it's been interesting last couple of weeks. I did the Anchorman show. That's actually what it was. I can say it now. The Secret Sessions movie experience. It was Anchorman. I played Brick, the Steve Carell role. I had a blast. It was my first live theatrical acting experience the only stage experience i had had was really doing stand-up but this was this was great i had a blast it was a phenomenal time and everybody i got to work with on the show was great i already had matt on the last episode who played champ and i'm gonna have uh, a couple others from the show on in upcoming episodes very soon and it was a lot of fun and i know that um the creators of the movie experience, the Secret Sessions movie experience, are going to do a couple more shows in the year. So if you get a chance to check them out, you should do so because it was it was really fun. And it got a lot of really good feedback. And so I'm very thankful that I got to be involved with that. It's also been a great time for some really good friends of mine, some uh, younger guys who are relatively new to the industry and uh they're just doing great they're they're inspired they're creative and they're uh, super talented guys and my buddy cam he's just been cleaning up with gigs which is nice because he had a bit of a dry spell and he was kind of worried about it and now all of a sudden he's he's picked up all these major gigs and he's gonna go union and it's great i'm so happy for him because it's just it's so nice when you see good people that are super talented get what they want because they deserve it 
and him and I got to work on a mutual friend of ours, Chris Brown is his name, doing his very first film. And I've known Chris for a long time. He's a brilliant photographer. I have him do my headshots. He's he's incredible behind a camera. And I was very touched and honored that he asked me to be in his very first short film. So And Cam was in that too. So that was fun. So it's just been a really cool time for, for my uh, friends that have been plugging away and they're getting their just rewards. And uh, I, I'm so happy for that. That's one of the joys of this business is when you get to watch your your close friends get somewhere and do something that they deserve. Uh, speaking of really good young friends that are, are making waves, Michael Kaplan, as I said, I met him about five years ago on Paranormal Witness, and he's been working fairly steady, as much as you can say that, as an actor ever since. He's got a Christmas movie coming out on the Hallmark. It's a Hallmark movie. I don't know if it's just on the Hallmark Network or if it airs on other stations, but November 27th called Journey Back to Christmas, and I um, had a lot of fun talking to him. So let's get to that conversation here. Mikey, Kaplan, and me. Here we go. When when I met you five years ago, we five years we ago. yeah five years ago I know, I know. you're seven we worked 17. together one of my my first television show do you, yeah do I I tell you this every single time we worked on it Paranormal was my first television show was it your first television yeah show? it was my first television it was show. my first television show too yeah oh that's cute yeah, isn't that cute yeah oh amazing yeah. uh, five years later we're still talking about nothing yeah it's the only TV show we've done so, at, uh, least, <laughs> at, at least at least we're not having conversations about queefs. Queefs? Were we having conversations? Um, Paranormal Witness set. I don't remember. I was 17 years old. I was brand fucking new. Oh, God. And I was sitting there in a car with five sweaty individuals. The director was yelling outside the truck, but we're sitting there just quietly, and you guys are having a conversation, and I'm really, like, (laughs) nervous. There's all this cigarette smoke in the air for the the scene, the atmosphere. And the 17-year-old guy who's never really done this before is just like, okay, what's happening? Uh. (laughs) And Will realizes that the sound guy is listening into our conversation and decides to go off. Oh, yeah. Just decides to, to go off. Yeah. Just talks to him a bit, and the, the sound guy appreciates it, but he's trying to fucking listen to the director. So he stops talking directly to the sound guy, starts talking to the rest of us <laughs> with the most random shit. And one of them is about queefs. Well, I don't remember exactly what we talked about. Queefs are really fascinating. They are fascinating. They're... <laughs> I've learned that the more I've grown older. <laughs> I bet you have. <laughs> You've got a girlfriend now, so yeah. you're familiar with queefs. <laughs> This doesn't make the cut. Please, no, please, please. If she's listening, I I, I didn't mean that I at all. You. I didn't mean that at all. Well, uh, hey, I'm the one that said it. You're fine. Yeah. Now you're just in trouble because you didn't defend her. Well, five years ago, <laughs> five years ago, I would have defended a girl I met four years later. Yeah. It's kind of it. funny though because I remember uh, when we were <laughs> when we were doing the show, you were I think you were like four days away from being 18. Yeah, it I was, was very like, close. I was it was very close. so close. And I, and and anybody who's listening doesn't know uh, if you're under 18, you have to have a parent or guardian on set. Actually, apparently that's false. What? Yeah, apparently it's 16. Well, then why did your I don't know. My mother just likes being Your mom me. was there. Well, she's, I but I remember your mom. mom. She's a stage mom. But I remember your mom she was there every be, day. telling me like, "Oh, I can't wait till I don't have to do these things yeah. anymore." We didn't we didn't know that either. I think I think for like non-union just the safety of having her there is fine. Yeah. But at 18, it's not that they're, they they don't have to come anymore, it's that they're not actually really allowed to come. You're not allowed to have there, there's no because there's no point of having a guardian on set if you're right. 18. So that's just more issues of like NDAs and all that stuff. It's just there's too many people now, so we don't want them on set. But well, you're allowed to have them between 16 and 18. Your mom, who's a sweetheart, by the way, she says hi. 
I'll tell her I said hello. I will. She was She'll a sweetheart. And I remember um, oh, uh, meeting and talking to her. To oh, yeah, yeah. And, but I remember I went up to her. You weren't there for this conversation. I don't know if she'll remember it. but Because uh, like you said, like you were the youngest. There was uh, seven of us in the mm-hmm. main cast, right? Because it was the alien abduction story about Travis Walton. So there's seven of us playing loggers. Mm-hmm. And you were the youngest. You were playing the youngest guy. And you were the youngest guy. Yeah. Fun fact, there. that's the only time I've ever played a character my own age. Is that right? Yeah, the character itself was supposed to be 16, 17. Yeah. I was 17 at the time. Yeah. It was the only time I played my age. Everything else has been 14 to 16. Is that right? Yeah. So I, but. <laughs> you talked uh, to my mom. So I've talked to your mom and I, I said, do you find it tough? Like, do you worry about them? You know, because, you know, this can be a kind of a sketchy business sometimes and there's some Especially less than desir- desirable people. Yeah. yeah. And she <laughs> goes, yeah, no. She says, I think he can handle himself. You know, but, you know, yeah, you worry a bit. You're a parent. You worry and everything. I said, okay, well, I guess I should let you know that um, we're going to teach him some really bad stuff. Uh, we're not, uh, <laughs> we're, we're really filthy people, and we're probably going to fill his head with really filthy things. She goes, I kind of figured that. <laughs> she's, she's looking at us, I guess. That was, like the, se- that was that. like the second day we were on set with you, so we knew who Pretty you were. Pretty much. Like, we knew who you were. It wasn't just me. It was everybody. We yeah, were all disgusting. Sure, sure. Yeah, I've, I've worked with a lot of kids. And you and still accepted of- our Facebook friend request. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. Uh, I've worked with a lot of young kids because I play 16, and I work with a lot of 16-year-olds right. or, or roughly around that age. Yeah. Um, and so I've, I work with a lot of mothers on set. And, you know, it's really it's a dangerous thing to have mothers on you set. You keep going back to the mother kids. thing, man. No, no. This isn't this isn't the, in the weird way about mothers. Um, no, I did I did backstage. I was yep. on backstage for eight episodes yep. in the first season. I yep. filmed it a couple summers back. Um, and this is dangerous for any... Uh, kids my, like my age 12 like tw- uh, sorry, that's what it's <laughs> wow I think I'm 12 22 wow young adults your method I'm, I'm method. 22 23 you know the the young adults who play younger who play teenager mm-hmm. uh, something to be careful about often is that you you may have you may make friends on set or you may already have young friends on set so when you're working with someone um, who's younger you got to make sure to remember that they are younger yeah. And that there are people listening yeah. when you're younger. I yep. I was on backstage and I was talking to a friend who I had known before the set. Right. And we, we, we got close on the set because we were together for a couple of weeks. So we got close. We talked sure. a lot. And, you know, one day on set, one of my last days, fortunately, uh, we were talking and the conversation got to, to a little bit. A little raunchy? Uh, not raunchy. Or just it wasn't raunchy, but like mature A little themes. inappropriate. A little, little inappropriate. A little bit, yeah. Um, For reference, I just started dating my girlfriend at that time. So we were okay. talking about maturity and relationships stuff stuff um one of the cast members was 13 years old mm. great guy though he wasn't in the conversation but mm-hmm. he was in the scene so mm-hmm. he was nearby we all had our mics on and his mother was on set um nothing happened nothing obviously negative happened sure the next day though the acting coach was on set great guy um sat me down and just like so she heard you have this conversation the other day and i was like uh-huh and he's like when he told me that they they had heard me. I was I was like, oh sh- shit! Like I always forget that sometimes these kids are a little younger, and their mother happened to uh, one of the mothers happened to hear me, which is right. It's fine. Not all the mothers listen in, but especially someone from my age, in my perspective, uh-huh. it's hard to play younger with younger kids sometimes because you have a maturity to yourself and they right. don't always. Right. Or they have mothers listening in, which is always dangerous. Sure. So when you had to deal with my mother and let her know bad things, she expected that because you're older. But I'm supposed to be yeah. 16. I'm supposed to be 16, 17 years old. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I forget about the maturity. But on the same time, this Hallmark show I was on, I spent the most of the time with my parents. Yeah. 
Now I'm a 22-year-old kid playing 16, but I get to hang around with adults. Okay. So we have a blast. We talk about things. And it works both ways where you have really fun both sides, but sometimes there's negative aspects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got to work with with two very um, great actors, two very veteran actors who've been around for so long. Who are they? They're natural. Claire Rankin and Doug Murray. Okay. I know those names. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're people I've seen on television and films for a long time. People yeah. I've respect I've respected their careers before, and I got to work with them. It was fantastic, but they have this like confidence on set, and like it was fun, and we we had all these like great moments, and they were like ad libbing and improving, and it was hilarious, mm. and I learned a lot from them. Um, but at the same time, they weren't treating me like a sixteen year old because I wasn't a sixteen year old. Only time they would is when the camera started rolling where their play would be uh, to me to a 16-year-old, and I yeah. played them as, as a parent. Um, but when we're off set, but they is that treated pro- me like a 22-year-old. Is that a problem for you typically on sets, like even with adults, where because you look so young that you get treated younger, no matter what role you're playing, no matter what Not age with actors. you're playing? Not with actors? No, with so act- they get it. Actors get it. Actors understand. Yeah. Um, I hold myself very in a mature state. Usually, oh yeah, that's uh, obvious. I usually, yeah. <laughs> Anyone talking, who's been listening for the last yeah, little bit. Yeah, talking about fellatioing the mic. Yeah, that's that's helpful. <laughs> I don't know if you ever mentioned that at all. I don't know why. I did. <laughs> la 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 la. Uh, shit. I might not post this. That on was media, just no. That was just a Christmas now. song. That was a Christmas song you're doing. Yeah. La 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 la. That's all it was. La la la. Now um, now that Christmas song makes so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, a lot of actors they they understand. They've either been there or they understand that. Yeah, they know. They'll know. They'll ask, or I'll. I'll usually try to make sure I bring it up. I'm 22 years old. I'm older. I'm mature. I have a. I. I this is. You got to remind them. Yeah. I got to remind them that I, that I'm not a child. Um. On the other hand, you'll get a lot of the tech crew. See. And a lot of the director and producer crew who might look at me and treat me like the age I'm playing. Yeah. Because either they don't know because they don't get told on my resume. Or they don't care. Do you think it's it's a uh, because I, I look I look young too. I I, I know that sure. I, I look younger than my age, and so I've found that uh, same thing when I'm with people who are in their forties, that they they will treat me like yeah, you. I got at least a ten years of experience on you, and I think I think it's that combined with also the other thing we have in common other than looking young is that you're you're pretty are devilishly good looks. Well, well obviously. Obviously, and our massive, egos. massive, yeah. Ego, I was going to say something else, but sure. Um, uh, but no, the the that you're you're a very, very sweet, genuine, nice person. When when you know when any when when you meet anyone for the first time, whatever, you're very, very opening, open, and sweet, and nice, and everything else. I have zero filter, and I think. Yeah, but you're not you're not rude. You're not mean. You're not uh, uh, you know. That's the second. There's no wall. There's no like uh, you know. Go fuck yourself. I don't want to talk to you. Who the fuck do you think you are? Sort of attitude that a lot of people in this industry have. I appreciate that. And I I find that and I try to do the same thing. I try to be very very you know open and and accommodating. Accommodating, sure. And and so I think some people though they take that as they can walk all over you. Or that you're yes. immature, or maybe you're even maybe even you're just brand new to this industry and you're not jaded enough, or something like that, and and they mistake that for inexperience, mm-hmm. and that you need to hundred percent, you know, me off. yeah. So I, I think that's what I'm saying. I think you got both things working against you is because mm-hmm. you you are, and I'm not suggesting that you change that no, attitude. Please don't. <laughs> but 
you know, the the sweet, nice guy attitude combined with the looking like you're 16 years old is like this. this why do you think I play 16 year olds? Well, no, I know, but but I'm so I'm wondering if that's why why sometimes you you run into that trouble as I do of people that kind of treat you like you're less than, it's, which it's, is not fair. Yes, to I, do I that do, to I even people that. that are brand new and yeah. are 16. Yeah, you should never do no. that to anyone. Um, and I do feel that sometimes, and I do think that that's an issue. But I don't yeah. think that's um, always what you get. Yeah. Um, y- yes, in, s- in some cases, especially with either like a new director or somebody new uh, or a new show or something like that, where they just want the best thing possible, but they don't know how to treat everyone yet because they're sure. new to the industry or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all they will treat you in that manner where they they think they know more because you also seem new or mm-hmm. or because you seem newer and they, they they think they can or they're in more power than you are. Right. Um, and they will have that mentality towards them. Uh, but that's not always the case. Yeah. Because it can be reversed because then you can be the older cast member mm-hmm. or you can be the older the older person mm-hmm. and get that same either the same treatment or completely different. Yeah. When I was working with the kids on the, on the kids show, um, I was clearly the oldest cast member except for the teachers on that set yeah i was i was the eldest i was the wise elderly one (laughs) but who worked with the kids and got to spend time with the kids yeah so it brought me down to a 16 year old age um but i was 22 and they all knew that yeah they all knew that i was older how old were you when you started acting in the first place when i started yeah. Well, I started with film and and oh, sorry, not film. I started in community theater and theater and musicals. Okay. When I was extremely young, nine, ten years old. Really? Yeah. Um, community you were doing theater. Community theater. Community, community, well, theater troops. A lot of stuff I had to pay for to be part of because I was terrible. And you had to pay people to let you act. Really? Yeah, you know programs. The stuff that teaches you. Oh, they okay. Teach, they teachable okay. programs. I, I not community meant, theater. You're no. paying people off to get you in the show because you were so bad. You're no, no, like so like bad. kid kid troops. And and where was a nine year old getting enough money to pay someone to let them be in a show? Jewish parents. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, nice. Um, so I did well that played. for a long time. When I decided to join film and television, I made that decision in grade ten. So I was about uh, 15, 14, 15. Okay. Um, what what it, it didn't come to fruition. Well, what what so prompted you to make that decision though? What what made you want to make the jump? To I had film a friend. I went to a to an art school, high school, uh-huh. in in Markham Unionville. Yeah. Um, it's called Unionville. It's called what? Unionville. Unionville. It was the city that was that, that school right. was in. It was called Unionville. So I went to Unionville, and uh, I was in the arts program, the drama program, uh-huh. and one of the other kids in the program was a actor, a professional film and television actor who'd been doing it for a long time, and he was a nice guy. He had a career. He was doing great things. I'd seen him in things before, and I was flabbergasted at the fact that I actually, going to school with an, with an actor, was like, oh, wow. it kind of clicked into me that it can be anyone. Yeah. It can be literally anyone. And I realized I was part of the arts. If I want to make a life for myself in the arts, I should make that jump. So had you already known at that point that you wanted to be uh, like an actor, like full-time, that was what you wanted? or was I knew I wanted to pursue acting. Okay. At that point in my life, I thought that was musical theater. Okay. Um, once that world opened up to me that it was a possibility, I'd, I'd thought about it before. Yeah. But once I realized that moment kind of showed me there was a possibility in having a career, going to sc- like high school with a prominent actor, with an actor who had a fan base, who had YouTube fan edits of yeah. other 13-year-old people looking at you, uh-huh. I, it, it clicked in my head that it was a possibility and not in the fact that my ego like oh i want fans and i want popularity just the fact that it's like oh i like this and he's actually he has a career at 
14 years old in this career. That's something I can do. Mm-hmm. And I had been, at that point in my life, I started binging television shows and mm-hmm. I saw a lot of great performances and just people having fun. I remember watching Stargate for the first time when I was in grade nine. And I remember watching Michael Shanks, specifically mm-hmm. Michael Shanks on screen and how much fun he was having playing all these different parts and doing all these different crazy things. And I was totally humbled meeting him on the set of, set of Saving Hope. I worked on Saving Hope. Yeah, I saw the picture you posted. So I, uh, I, was, yeah. I was humbled meeting him because him and my friend were some of the reasons I decided to jump into film and television because mm-hmm. it was fun. It was a career. I was. Did doing... you tell him that? No. No? I didn't, I didn't you should have told him that. I, I wanted to, but he was getting his hair and makeup done, and I wouldn't bug him. I never had a scene with him. But you got the picture with him. But I got the picture with him, and I was like, you know what? I'll take that for now. And When we work together when we again? we work together in the future, please... Please let me work with him again in the future. I'll I'll bring it up then. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, that, that it clicked in my head that it was a possibility of a real career. Huh. So at grade ten, around I guess I think that's fifteen years old, fourteen, fifteen years old, I decided to start pursuing it. And two years, nothing happened. Mm. N- nothing happened. I tried finding an agent. Uh, a couple of things kind of fell through. Bad bad stuff happened not bad stuff just like nothing happened from it yeah um until i was in grade 12 the year we met i was in grade 12 right um so it was two two almost three years it sounds like it was two years two years before i found an agent who scouted me at a community theater show is that right she scouted me um she used to own the company i I was doing the show with and she started her own agency Mm -hmm. i'm still with her today um nice and uh, she, she scouted me and we, she brought me on and that was that was at the summer before grade 12 and then I spent the first half of the year not really working and then I booked my first job so for the two years that that nothing was going on were you were you sort of discouraged or was it just sort of like something's gonna happen because um, I mean imagine like you're you were young at the time you're 15 yeah. 16 15 16 year olds they can keep themselves occupied they're busy they're yeah yeah, yeah. he's Gesture. Hey mom, guess what your son was just motioning. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but um, no, no, I don't mean that. What? Well, no, I gotta, you're, stop, I gotta you're, stop being you're, so vulgar near you. I'm way too vulgar when I'm with you. Really? Just me? No, I don't. No, believe it's with a, that it's for with a, a bunch second. of other people, but people are gonna be listening to this. I would uh, usually be a lot more calmer. Hey, but it's you. Have you list, ever listened to some of the other people on this show? My God. Yeah, but you have actually funny people. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just a pretty face. No, that's not true. All right, that's you. No, that's definitely not true. Oh wow. Um, give but yourself, no, so, give yourself some credit. Uh, maybe one day. One day. <laughs> okay. It'll be a film credit. It'll be on the spot. Yeah, it'll be... he appreciates himself for once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I can live with myself for today. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so, oh yeah. So, well, no, because the so the two years, because when you're when you're older and two years goes by and nothing's happening, you just are riddled with self doubt. But that, my point is, when you're younger though, because I remember being that age, mm-hmm. and the time just flies. So it's like, eh. Oh, it's been two years and I wasn't doing anything. Oh, interesting. You know I'll what give I mean? You a was it comparis- like that? Or I'll was give it- you a little comparison. So those that two years was, I'm not going to name names or anything, but I was with someone, uh-huh. not signed. We weren't contract based, but I was with someone who was sending me on things. Okay. And by sending me on things, I mean they sent me on one thing, one uh, pilot for a TV show. I didn't get it because I was 15 years old and I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I was used to theater. Yeah. Um, said I was green, sent me some classes, didn't call me back again. Yeah. Um, every couple months, I'd send an email just being like either, 
oh, hey, I'm doing this stage show. If you want to come see how much I've grown or how much I've, I've done or whatever, or send, send just courtesy emails every couple months just saying that I existed. Hello, mm -hmm. we had a conversation about this. That, why don't you send me to something? And I never got anything back. Hmm. I'm not going to say who, who this was or anything, but you know, it wasn't the best situation. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so you're getting that, dicked that in itself. You're getting dicked around. Yeah. That in itself was a little discouraging. Yeah. But yes, as a 15 year old, a 15, I think I was 16 by the time I kind of gave up on them. Um, when I was, when I was about that age, I, I knew, I knew at that point that that wasn't the standard. Either from talking to other friends, I'd met a couple other uh, actors at that point, um, either from talking to them to seeing that wasn't standard or knowing to myself is like, I never signed anything. It's not really standard. Or my mother telling me that's like, oh, there's nothing. It was nothing signed. Don't worry about it. Like, we'll, we'll figure mm -hmm. it out. Mm -hmm. I knew in my mind that, that wasn't standard. Yeah. Now I want to compare it to the two years where I actually had a drought, like not working. It was in college. So sh shortly after. From my oh, this, my okay. first year to my third year, I maybe done. Actually, there's two years I did nothing, and then when I did get something, it was a day player on an indie movie kind of thing. Right. And not not that I'm saying that's a bad thing, but it's just no, no, no. It wasn't it's something just, substantial. Sure. In fact, I ended up ad libbing the scene, and the other guy ad libbed more than me. He took my lines. I've had that happen. Yeah, I know. Right? It sucks. Mm -hmm. Um. So it's just it was unsubstantial work, or I had no work at all. It was two years I didn't do anything. Not that I didn't go for auditions, but there weren't a lot of auditions either. Yeah. There wasn't any work and there wasn't any auditions. Mm -hmm. uh, there was nothing. Um, the difference I felt between the two, one was acknowledgement that there was no career for me at the point. I hadn't started. I, yeah. may, I may have done an audition, but I still hadn't started. Yeah. I wasn't there yet. Um, I, I kept trying, though, to no fruition, but I kept trying, you mm -hmm. know. Might, might as well but i'm still in school i'm studying i i don't have a career yet two i have a career i've done stuff i my resume may not be extensive but i'm i'm, I'm hungry i'm itching i i want something i want to grow i want to learn and being stuck in a school that maybe i wasn't really 100 percent into at the time and wanting to move on to something bigger and better because i was tired of this that and that and i wanted to move on and that was discouraging Right. Because at that point, it wasn't the fact that I wasn't being used. It was the fact that no one wanted me. Yeah. And that's a huge different feeling from oh, yeah. knowing, oh, they're just not using me yet. Um, so when I did sign on with my current agent at the beginning of the grade 12 year, I got my headshots. I didn't think I took any classes, but they started sending me on stuff. Um, that was a good feeling. I was like, I'm getting started. And I did. Yeah. Um, at least people want to see you. These people yeah. want. These people want to see me. Handwriting. John Hancock's everywhere. Mm -hmm. We had signed. And God, you are filthy today, Jesus. John Hancock is a completely legitimate term no. for a signature. No, it's not. Yes, it no, really. No is. one ever says that. Is it just because the hand and cock were in the same sentence? I, I was thinking John, but Jesus, <laughs> you just can't stop. Can you? Um, anyway, sorry. Go. <laughs> but things were there, and. It, it took half a year before I booked my first job, which was a Rogers commercial where mm -hmm. you don't actually even see my face because they put so many filters over top of us. Oh, um, nice. But it was, it, was a, it was a good day. We had fun. It took half a year. I didn't even audition for that part. It just kind of, oh, we like his face. Then they didn't even use it. They didn't use it, yeah. Um, so, like, but that was, that was good. It was like, I got something. Somebody wanted me. 
And then later that year, I got Paranormal Witness, where we met. And then I did, and then I joined the union with the Sun Life Financial commercial. Yeah. And then I did Life with the Boys. I was on an episode of Life with the Boys back in 2012. Yeah. Yeah, 2012. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped. I was on such a roll. I started college. I was, you know, how you feel when the first time you go into college, you're top of the town. Like, I'm a college boy now. Yeah. It was college. It wasn't even university. I was college. Ha <laughs> ha. I'm great. And... I got compl- I got complacent. Mm-hmm. I fell off of the the like I didn't work at it as mm-hmm. much as I should have. Which acting is a muscle you got to work at it to, sure. to build it. Yep. I had stopped going to the acting gym, and things fell off the wagon. I focused on school a little bit too much when I knew I wanted to focus more on acting, and my priorities weren't in straight. And now don't get me wrong, school is important. School's very important. I, I actively think school's important. I learned the skills that will get me through my second career that's not acting. And I met many great people and had a great time. School's very important. I had made the decision to go to a school that I was able to f- fuck off for an audition or two. I, sure. I made that choice to pick a school where it was in the town. It was close close by home. Yeah. Because otherwise I would have gone to Niagara. I, would, I was about to go to Niagara Falls for school. Oh, okay. And I have to stop acting altogether. I made the decision to stay in town so I can continue acting. So that you could audition. So yeah. that specifically, so I can continue acting. So you were already molding your life. I around. was already molding around, and then yeah. two years, there was nothing. Mm-hmm. And which sucks when you know you've molded your life yeah, around that, and you've then already made the decision. Why am I here? Yeah, yeah. and it was really yeah. disheartening. In a different, in a different way from the first two years that I that I sat and did nothing. Ultimately, I finished school. I moved on to doing. All my all my work, all my my careers, um, I have kept on saying since I finished school that I'll do back more acting classes and get used to work that muscle a little bit more. But luckily, I got the opportunity to stretch those muscles on set, mm-hmm. which I'm very grateful for. Always, every day, I'm grateful for the jobs I've done and for the people I've met on the jobs, especially backstage that I filmed a couple summers ago. Mm-hmm. It truly I like there's there's other especially jobs. Paranormal Witness, but whatever. That's fine. <laughs> Don't worry. You're you're there. You're so I'm still hanging out with you. I'm I'm sitting in your place talking to you with a microphone down my throat. No. Like this is not down your throat. Dude. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. And not a mic. Um <laughs> oh, man. No, I I really appreciate my time with backstage. Your mom's gonna listen to this go, we need to talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your I'll, relationship I'll, I'll, with Will. She knows our relationship, so we're not this weird, though. So, <laughs> edit this really appropriately, please. Um, we'll talk for Jesus. hours. If I, I, have I, to. I don't even know where to start. Like, I don't know where. Anyway, no. okay, go ahead. Yeah, we're your notepad. You should start yeah. taking notes. I'm like, oh, cut that out. You're going to be sending me messages all night long. Yeah, <laughs> cut that out. Cut that out. Cut that out. I regret everything. Let's do it again from the top. No, but I, I really appreciate it because I got my legs stretched. Mm-hmm. And not that I. Like I, I obviously took the time beforehand to really work at it and make sure that I didn't go back at it green. Mm-hmm. I made sure I, I was there ready to go full out, and working with the kids, the younger the younger actors with energy and and, and innocence, yeah, really brought me back to my game. And like I was That's by the cool. time I finished that, I had co- not to mention the character was a cocky character. Yeah, I started off as a romantic kind of like cocky individual, but I became a bad guy. I became mm-hmm. a villain, mm-hmm. and you know what? I got. St- like the reception I got for that character was exactly what I ho- hoped for. People yeah. hated me on social media. I had isn't that funny? I had people say, "Oh, like I, my character ends in <laughs> my character ends by getting pushed down to the ground and getting knocked out, getting yeah. a concussion, going to the hospital. You never see me again." I think that's a spoiler. I'm not sure that episode's out yet, 
but no one, I'll cut that no out. one gives a shit. That it's okay. part of the story, so we might as well leave it. No one gives a shit. Yeah, you've all seen it's it's already aired in America. It hasn't aired he- here. Okay, all right. So most people know already. Yeah. Um, I get I get I get physically abused. Like I get physically abusive at the end, so somebody else physically abuses me and and knocks me out. Yeah, and I've had people on social media be like. I'm so fucking glad that Austin got fucking knocked out and just died. I don't see you. You deserve that. And I'm just like, good. Good. Yeah. That's what I was trying to make you feel. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I was trying to bring out. I was trying it's to bring nice. out. It's nice to be a bad it's, guy it's once nice, in a while. It's nice to be the bad guy. Yeah. Um, and then I get worried when some of the younger girls be like, oh my God, I love your character. You're so good. I'm like, no. Yeah. You're supposed to hate me. Yeah. I'm okay with you hating me. Yeah. I'm. I'm not. I'm not 16. I'm not actually 16. I don't care if you don't like me. Yeah. You're supposed to not like me. I want. I want the young kids to watch shows like that when I'm putting something serious out there. But like, because I wasn't like a bully, bully. Like I wasn't physical until the very end. I was all about manipulation and abuse. Mm-hmm. That's what the character was about. And uh, I, I, I've always wanted to talk about this in a serious um, situation, especially talking. So okay. I'm glad I'm getting this out right now. But the character was about manipulation abuse uh and all that kind of little psychological bullying that you get yeah in in high school and when the writers and the the directors were talking to me about the character they always said that i was the, the, the character of austin that i played was that guy was that guy who you always wanted to like be with in high school and then after high school you're like man he's a jerk I'm like i i hope to god he's not doing anything important because yeah. you wouldn't want a character like that a, a guy to be like that in power donald trump yeah um because <laughs> that's that's what it is. he's yeah. he is a jackass he's manipulative but he plays the cocky know-it-all smart guy and yep. he has the power and he uses that power so i i really want the young girls especially who are watching it not to get trapped in the face not to get trapped in the the, the confidence mm-hmm. is that you need to see the manipulation you need to see the uh, dangers well before it happens mm-hmm. i there was a scene cut out of backstage that i know i understand why they cut it out but at the end uh in my first uh, the end of my first arc my love interest turns to me and s- turns me down mm-hmm. it's like power it's like it's great it was a great moment i like she says, oh, I can finally date you in the open. And I'm yeah. like, oh, no, I want to keep it quiet and just us. And yeah. so it's only us two dating. And they cut out a line. Um, and I understand why they cut it out. But the line was, and I want to see other people. And I get it. I get why Disney, uh, why Family Channel cut it and why Disney decided to cut it. it is a, that's a hard subject to hit. Mm. Having a grade nine girl being told that, oh, they want to keep their relationship a secret. Oh, and he wants to see other people in that in that relationship yeah i understand why they said no i get it it's a it was a hard subject and when i saw they cut it i was very upset because i think that's something that young girls should learn that there are people like that in schools i knew people in my own high school who were like that yeah yeah i know there it's dangerous yeah um so sometimes when i see the the young fans backstage say that oh my god i loved your character you like you did a great job like i appreciate that you liked my character, that you thought I did a good job, that the performance was good. Mm-hmm. But I really hope that underneath all that, they've, they've learned something yeah. from the experience. Because as an actor, uh, the biggest accomplishment you can get other than an Oscar is knowledge that you've taught something. Because mm-hmm. you're not just performing for the sake of the paycheck. You're not performing for your own ego all the time. 
Um, there's a reason that your character's there. And if you get that reason out there and you really teach them something of value, mm-hmm. there's no there's no greater accomplishment than that, especially with a young audience like that. I know that was the philosophy and the um, the the feeling behind Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, exactly. Trailer Park. Yeah, to teach. <laughs> to teach. To teach. Um, but I, I I have had a lot of people have negative reactions yeah, to the character, happens. and I people assume I willingly accept that because I'm just like yes, yeah, yes. It, you, they bought it. That it, means they good. bought it. That they your performance it. was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I get really worrisome when someone says like, "Oh my god, I loved your character." If I, I ever it. see you, I'm gonna punch you as hard as I can in the face. I, I wish that they went they went that route. I wish yeah. they said that because I get worried when a young girl on social media sees the character sees me as the character and yeah. like follows me and thinks that I'm a great person myself because I don't tell them all the fucking curse words that I fucking say in my daily shitty life. Um, I show them the, the good humble me mm-hmm. and I hope they, they take that separation between the two. Take the character, the, the, the heightened character on a, on a Disney show yeah. on a family Disney show and learn that your lesson that that's not someone you want to spend your right. time with. Right. Um, because even without that extra line of some really dark stuff, yeah. even without that line, even with saying, oh, I want to keep a relationship a secret yeah. to someone who seems excited to start a relationship with someone they really care about, who they're just realizing now that they've been manipulating you for weeks, maybe good. maybe longer. Um, having that realization for that character was great, but I want all the people watching the show to have that realization as well. Yeah. Uh, no matter what humanity I brought to the character, that's still the core values that you get from it. It's cool. It's good that you, this is where you go when you're playing a character. And the yeah. Things that you think there's, about. There's a, lot a lot of people don't go that deep. A, a, lot, uh, a lot of people who, who watch this stuff don't see always that deep. Well, yeah, but it's more I'm, from the actor aspect. It's good yes. that, you, that this is where you're going. You know, I mean, oh, you, you don't have not... any control how the audience is going to see it no, or perceive of course it. Not. But you do have control over how you're going to uh, yeah. play the character and, and, and the sort of depth that you want to go mm-hmm. to with a certain character and certain meanings of both the character and the story. Yeah. You, so good for you. There's, there's very rarely ever a character in a show that doesn't have a purpose or meaning. Right. Even if that purpose or meaning, which I've played the character, is to hand a letter to someone. Yeah. You got to hand that letter to someone. There's a reason you're handing that letter to someone. Yeah. Um, when I when I was first doing auditions, I got the advice that every actor gets. Um, if you don't have anything about your character, make it up. Yeah. Build yourself a character from yeah. the ground up. Even if you're only told you're the athlete and you're seen as you hitting on this girl a little aggressively. Yeah. Why hitting like? The fact that that's there, that you're hitting on this girl aggressively, what does that tell you about the character? Exactly. Where do you come from? Where's sure. your family from? Uh, what kind of upbringing did you get? And where are you with stature? And where do you think you're going in your life? You need that there. So did you do that with the um, Journey Back to Christmas? Were you able, or was that sort of laid out for you, who your character it was, was? It was laid out quite a bit. And yeah. it, was v- it was very of a st- stereotypical character almost. Okay. Um, but yes, of course. Yeah. Even... Even nowadays, I, um, I'm not going to say I've been doing this for so long, but I, I studied for a long time acting. Yeah. Um, I think my natural intuition is pretty decent. Yeah. Um, of course, I put my work in. Um, but naturally, when I see it, when I start a character, when I see an audition even, uh, that process starts right away yeah. of thinking about all that stuff that happens. That's uh, awesome. Even if I don't always jot it down on paper, or even if I don't always flush it all the way through talking it out with someone, which is usually helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, the process always starts instantly from when I 
read That's the breakdown great. of the character or read the script for the first time as I'm reading the script it's like oh why do you say that that's a weird wording choice for that mm-hmm. there's a reason for that wording choice sometimes it's the just writer the writing yes, sometimes the it's drunk. just the writing and I've, I've I've seen a lot of sides where it's just like I, I don't think don't so think, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah but there's 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 usually a reason for it um, you just gotta find that reason before you start That's it's, great, it's as simple as that um, now the character for Austin especially when you do a television show where you don't always know where you're going with it. Mm-hmm. This is my, this is the longest stint I've done on a television show. Yeah. It was eight episodes. So when I started the first episode, I knew about the second arc, but I didn't know where it was going. Right, right, right. Um, so I didn't know that I was that bad when I started. <laughs> so I built a reason why I got that bad. Yeah. And in my head, I understand what, what triggered me to get to the point of my final episode of being physical. Right. I was never physical up until that moment in that show. Yeah. So what brought me there? And some of some of the audiences have seen some of those moments. They've even commented on it like, oh, look at his face in that one scene. Mm-hmm. And I like, yeah, I put that there mm-hmm. on purpose. I, I'm glad you saw that. And there's some other times where people just gloss over the fact like, oh, he's a jerk. Like, Why did he do that? Just, just watch the show. You'll, you'll see it. Yeah. You will see it if you look close enough because... You, you're not just build, putting the page, yeah, on a screen. You're yep. putting a character. You're you're building a character yes. from scratch, and um, even if the character's a bully, even if the characters, yeah, it's not two dimensional. It's not. Yeah, there's, you're, you're not playing it to everybody. Character. Of course, yeah. of course, you're there has to be. Characters. But I had the confidence to move forward in my career. Yeah, and you know what? After that moment, I did. I booked Saving Hope, although I was a lifeless body laying in a tray. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Still Doesn't counts. matter. It's still a job. Still counts. Hope um, is saved. That's all that matters. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Still counts. Um, and then I book. Then that next summer, I I booked Rain, and then I booked this Hallmark movie, and you know it's not a lot of things, but I feel at this point, maybe not right at this point, maybe a month ago, I, I felt at maybe the top of my game. Maybe like I may be twenty two playing sixteen year olds, but I feel very confident in what I'm doing right now. I'm doing something good. I'm doing something that I am proud of, that I can't wait to show people, mm-hmm. that I can, like, I've been calling myself an actor for a long time. Um, I, I always say, if you get paid for something, that's what you are. So mm-hmm. the second I got paid to be an actor, I said I was an actor, and mm-hmm. I fully believe in that. But for some of the first time in my life, I felt like I was acting. I felt like I was doing stuff that... So only recently did. you've gotten to that point. Yeah. Wow. Only a after- month ago. <laughs> well, no. Like, oh, it was a little bit before a month ago, but a month ago is when I started realizing... That these the, this, these revelations have been happening to me. Yeah, um, they kind of sneak up on you, yeah, right? Like yeah. it's like you had the realization years ago. You just didn't realize you'd had the yeah, realization. I didn't realize I was there. Yeah. And that being said, um, I'm a realist through and through. I'll mm-hmm. always be a realist. I'm not an optimist. I'm not a pessimist. I'm just a realist. Okay. Um, which is why I have a second career. It's not yeah. a second job. It's a second career. Uh-huh. Actively a second career. Uh-huh. Um, and I prioritize that second career sometimes. I do. Yeah. I don't. I don't like it. But I do because uh-huh. I need a day job. Yeah. Because actors who, especially even in Toronto, especially young people my age, you need a you need the twenty two year olds who play younger, we need a we need a second career. Well, you're in a tough group because I think there are more twenty two year old uh, men and women trying to be actors yes. than any other age. Yes. And like the, the uh, range to play twenty two or any of our range is played by fourteen yeah. to twenty seven. Yeah. Plays all the same age. Yeah. Totally. So there's a huge market for people my age. Yeah. And not just that, but they're surprisingly and like 
scary amount of less work as a young actor than there is as, a, as an adult. There is, yeah. Or like playing an adult. Um, think of all this. There's so many productions going on in Toronto, and mm-hmm. they always need that day player, 40-something-year-old, 30-something-year-old. They never need that day player, 22-year-old. Mm. Never. Rain. The only reason I, I, I was on it is because they wanted a young Scotsman yeah. with a British accent in France. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, trying to figure out how that goes. Yeah, I know, right? Um, th- that's that's when they need it. They don't need day players like that often. I love day play. I love run- running onto a set randomly one day and being there and then doing something and then leaving. I don't care if the main cast doesn't even talk to me. I have a great time. Yeah. I always have a great time. I'm always appreciative of my time on set. But that's not that's not often. You don't get called as a day player very often as a young actor. Mm-hmm. Unless you're really fucking good, a hot commodity, or you know people. Right. You don't get called very often. Yeah. Um, and I'm competing against people who are actually 16-year-old who understand what it's like to be a 16-year-old. Yeah. But so sometimes with 16-year-olds comes uh, 16-year-old mentality. Yes. See, and that's where you've got the advantage. You're yes. a little bit more mature than a 16-year-old yes. boy. So... You're going to be able to, you know, while you can play the 16-year-old when the camera has stopped. I can also stopped, sign my own papers. You can sign your own papers and you can also be a little bit more uh, and I can work longer easy hours. to deal with. Yeah. And easier. Yeah, sure. Easier. You know what I mean? I was looking for the benefits of production, but you're looking for the human connection. The the human connection, the the attitude. Well, that's the thing. Again, like, you know, even when I, I keep going back to it, but when I when I first met you, you were pretty, you had it pretty together for, for a young man. You had it pretty yeah. together. And you knew what you were doing. You're a professional as hell, and you were good at it. And because uh, I rem- well, I remember doing the one scene that got cut. Which one? The there was um, it was a, that scene where my character is supposed to be giving you all sort of like the pep talk just when they come in, in to tell us we're gonna be no 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 in the in the courthouse where we did that scene where the guy's gonna come in and he's gonna give us the lie detector test yeah, and I remember that. and everyone's supposed to be going nuts and saying this is bullshit blah 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 and my character's supposed to be giving everyone the the pep talk about hey it, it'll be cool blah 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 and uh, and you had to you get you had to get emotional I remember. And uh, it's very hard for a 17 year old. And it was funny. But well, because in the scene too, your character, I think, had his two aunts there or something like a mother, that. I had a mother there. A mother and somebody an else aunt. had a mother there was, there too. There's somebody so there. It wasn't my mother. Yeah. And you so you're supposed to be kind of inconsolable. And I remember when I was doing the, the pep talk thing and I look at you and you got like your your eyes are welled up and you look terrified. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's selling it. <laughs> like, it was great. It was really good. But, so you know, much, and then so you were that just show got cut. It's amazing, and yet it, it was still ninety minutes, it and it's still, still an hour, a, and an half. extra hour. Yeah, it, it was, was a special. Yeah. But, but, um, and then knowing you again since then, um, you know, you've always been a very, um, you know, you have, you, you have it all together in your head. It seems like so. It's it's interesting to hear, like even just what you said, like it's a second career, not a second job or something like mm-hmm. that. You have it in your mind that I want to make sure that I'm financially stable and I'm not running into any problems. Along the way, I didn't. I never reached that point. I minus. I have a, an all or all or nothing mentality, which is like, no, um, I'm an actor and a writer, and everything must mold around that. I have my side jobs and things like that that I do, but I'm not interested in any other career. Mm-hmm. I think probably because I tried other careers and I was absolutely miserable. So to me, it's almost, it's almost like there's no other option. There's nothing else that will make me uh, happy at all right so it's good that you found something though that but the thing is too it's still in the same industry yes so that's working two jobs in the same industry is actually a lot easier than you think yeah 
but there's a lot of things that come with it that's right. very dangerous, very negative, very sure unprofessional, yeah. even. Yeah. Um, and I, you got to balance that a lot, and it's a lot of work. Yeah. I talk about that all later, but yeah, finding finding that second passion, a second thing that you can do. Yeah. Especially when your first thing was a career that the union quotes you make eleven grand a year. Mm-hmm. That's the union quote. Yeah. That's not a, that's not a salary. That's not a career. That's, and no. that's not even confirmed. That's not even guaranteed. No. Um, and if the average Toronto actor makes that much, why, why would anyone go in a career like that unless they tried it and were actively getting work and can, and decided to go right. to Hollywood, which, yep. you know what? I know a lot of actors, my age, people, my age, friends of mine who decided to try it, mm-hmm. got a lot of work here in Toronto. Yeah, moved to LA and book series. I have a friend who I'm very proud of, who's in LA right now doing multiple series, or I've done multiple series in LA, like main cast, and I'm very proud of. Yeah, um, of them, and I have a couple friends down there who are doing that. Um, but not every actor gets that opportunity. Not every actor has that look or has the talent to do that. Um, I'm not saying we don't, but I'm saying that we're in we're in a different category. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not going to get that anytime soon. Not until mm-hmm. I'm 35. Mm-hmm. I know that. Why? Because no one uses people my age unless you're fully star power. And I'm not saying I'm not star power, but I'm not there that's, yet. But that's not entirely true. You look at, there's there's a lot of younger actors who uh, were nobody. And then take take Miles Teller. Mm-hmm. No one knew who the fuck he was. He'd been in a couple, a bunch of things, actually. Mm-hmm. I did remember his face. I couldn't tell you his name or nothing like that until I saw Whiplash. And now he's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right? So it to me, it's always a matter of of the opportunities that come your way and the only way they can come your way is if you if you keep going out for them as much as possible so i don't believe in the whole age thing i don't believe in it's just been disproven to me too many times in too many ways and there's so many ways that a person can hit it big (laughs) quote unquote Um, maybe it's a star power i should say have hit it big there's yeah. not many people have but, hit I, that but I really I really think it's it's a matter of playing the numbers like the the more times you audition the more times you go out and not just that because I don't want to make it sound like too it's all dependent on an agent mm-hmm. to get you in the room the more opportunities you create for yourself mm-hmm. the better your chances are that you will get whatever it is that you want like success mm-hmm. is defined in many different ways by many many different people yeah. so to say like in your case that you would never get anywhere till you're 35 I don't think that's that's I don't know how you can say that. No, I get that. Yeah, no, I, I don't know how you come to that conclusion. Um, because I honest. I think of you as a hardworking actor. I don't I I don't think there's anything working against you except if if you are just blowing off opportunities, which I don't think you are. Mm-hmm. So no, I I I don't think you're wrong, and I don't think that I am squandering any opportunity I have. Mm. There are some bad auditions that I accept, and everyone has from that. everyone has that. Mine yeah. maybe a little more often than I should. Be. Why do you say that? I don't know. It happens. Is that is that is that a fact or is that just a feeling you have? No, that's just a feeling. I have. Okay. All right. Um, well, then that's that's valid that's because every everyone everyone feels that way. Everyone who yeah. does this feels that way. I'd say maybe once a year I walk out of an audition audition and say I nailed that. I yeah. Don't... Yeah. Seriously. And yeah. Then when you do, it's just like uh, I didn't. And I'm that. usually wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I heard a story. You were with Mike, and you walked out of the audition. You guys, uh, Rookie Blue, was it? And you said. Oh, I got this. You guys can all go home, and then you did. Oh, I say that all every time. Yeah, I, make that, every time. I make that. I make that stupid joke. It. Yeah, yeah. I felt bad about that. 
you knew him it's fine you're good, yeah you're i guess I, I remember that was such an awkward call when i called to tell him that and it was like by the way uh, that's the worst when you're when you're up with some of your your friends or your good friends and and then you get it and they don't that's just um you, I, I had two really good close friends in toronto uh who they're both actors and um I haven't seen them in a while, though. I should I should go say, hang out with them a bit. I, I that's probably my fault. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It is your fault. But it is my fault. It usually <laughs> is my fault. But I remember one time we got a call. I got a call late one night for a part for uh-huh. an audition. Yeah. Um, for the next morning, really quickly. Um, and there's only a few people going out for it, so you got called one out of five people. Yeah. Me and both my other friends, who have both been acting for a long time that I respected, and I was trying to learn from at the time, mm-hmm. they were both called too. It was the first time I was called for any auditions that they were at there too. So I walk in, I'm sitting down and they walk in and I instantly froze. Like it was, it was like a moment of, Oh, maybe I'm reaching where I think I'm going. (laughs) Oh, this is amazing. They're, I want, I want their careers. I want to do what they're doing. They're, they're, they're fantastic. They're good friends. They're good people. And they're doing good work. Yeah. Like, Oh, I'm there. And I fucking blew that audition. Like it was terrible. I had to do an Irish accent and the accent I did was non-existent. And then I asked to do it again, and they <laughs> were not happy with that because they were on a time. But it was it was a shit show for me. My friend, one of my friends, got it. And I was very proud. Yeah, I was very proud of him, and like I was, I was, I thought it was great. And um, yeah, no, having them there threw me off more so than gave me confidence. Yeah. It was, it, it's it funny happens. how that happened. Yeah. It was the same thing when I was doing stand-up and friends of mine would say, I'm going to come see you and I sit right up front. No, don't no, do it. No, please don't. It will do it. it just, it's just weird. Mm-hmm. It just throws off your energy. It throws everything off because you, you, it's weird. You don't feel, you don't care if everyone else is judging you. I mean, you care a little bit, but, but when your friends are there, these are people you're going to have to talk to tomorrow. Yeah. So like, you got, you got to make sure that you're, no, that yeah. you're there. Yeah. Um, and so it's the same in an audition room. Mm-hmm. It's like if, if, if one of you gets it, uh, or, or something like that, it's just going to be an awkward phone call yeah. or, or just like you said, like watching, you know, go, Oh my God, I want, I want to be at the level that they are. It's just, there's so many ways that can fuck with your head yeah. and your confidence. And you shot the, the way that I, I deal with the way I think about it is I just think that I'm, I'm proud of them for getting it. If anyone was to get it, I would hope it was one of us three, not those other couple of guys who were there that I didn't know. I'd much rather if it was one of us three. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. Um, but I've had a, I've had one or two other moments that I met someone new or I had a conversation with someone on the day of the audition uh-huh. that threw me off, hmm. and th- I've I've learned from those moments that if I'm going to have an audition, I got to be there. I got to be at the audition from when I walk into the door, from when I leave. Be in the headspace. I got I got to be there. Even yeah. if I know someone there, sure. Do the calm courtesy thing. Say hi. Give them the nice okay, little hug so you, and the pat on the back, but then go to your space. Okay, your so space you don't like to chit chat and all that. You want to just—I will for a bit, especially if I'm early, because I'm always fucking early to these yeah, things. Yeah. Um, and if they're there, I'll, I'll chit chat. But especially if I see that they're getting close or that I'm getting close to being in the room, I'll give them their space. I'll be like, you know what? No, I, I know a lot of actors who will take their time. Be like, oh, let me just take my my moment before I go in, and I respect that. Or I take my moment, and I've seen it happen a lot. And just no, just take your moment. That's 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 all you need. You need your moment to get in the headspace. Right. Go ahead. If that's five minutes before, if that's two minutes before, if that's half an hour before, mm-hmm. go ahead. Take your time. I will be talking to someone and be in the room trying to be quiet, be respectful and like catching up and blah, blah, blah. And then somebody will walk out of the room and you don't know when you are. So you're just like, oh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to take a moment to look at this really quickly. And then if after five, ten minutes you're, you're not called in yet and you, you go back to a conversation, that's fine. Yeah. But to just 
click into the fact that you're at the audition yeah. every once in a while is nice. It gives you a nice little, it grounds you a bit. You go back to your, your workspace, your mind, your mindset like that. And instead of thinking about like, oh, this is buddy, buddy time. This is catching up time. This is, this is networking, whatever you, however you think about it. It just grounds you. Yeah, but some people, like, it, it is trying to throw you off. Yes, yes. And you I, know what? I haven't had that happen often, but a couple of times where it's, yeah. it's blatantly one obvious. Of, one of those times where I was thrown off, like, completely by someone else, not by myself, I think he was trying to throw me off a bit. Yeah. I don't, remember, I don't know if he got it or not, yeah. but we actually ended up becoming friends. We're on friends on Facebook. I don't talk to him very often, but, you know, yeah. Yeah. It, it, he threw me off, and I didn't do the best job I could have because I was on a guy was talking to me and now i'm I'm thrown off it happens uh you can't control that right sure um but if it's your friends all you can do is appreciate them as competition Mm -hmm. and uh be happy if they get it because that means they're working and you should be happy for your friends like i'm not a person who likes other people very often but i'm always proud of you well you're you're an introvert right you're like me you're an introvert yeah yeah but i'm always i'm always proud of someone i'm always happy if someone's moving on in their career or doing something good or doing something of course sure like if if you get it i didn't get it i'm glad it was you and not that random person i didn't know who had yeah a weird looking face (laughs) (laughs) no uggos i don't want any uggos to get the room i don't audition for ugly characters no there's an ugly person there i better fucking get the part sure because I go to auditions where it's like, he looks like me, he looks like me, he looks like me. Yeah. Now he's got to be better than them. Yeah. Where it's like, if I'm not better than them, then they get the role. That's fine. We all look the same. But if yeah, I'm there yeah, with yeah. a bunch of different people, I, that throws me off as well. What are they looking for? Are they looking for a scrawny little guy? Or are they looking for like a little bit of a stockier guy? Yeah. A jock. Because yeah. that guy clearly plays the nerd. I play yeah. the jock. I yeah. only go for football characters nowadays. I don't like it. But Do I you really? I know. You're good. I don't play football. I don't know why they call me. No, that's what I mean. Players. Like, but yeah, I could see that. I guess yeah. you're I have, I have wide. Sh- yeah. I have wide shoulders. That guy. That guy has half the shoulders I have, and his arms are half the size of mine. Yeah. Like there's there should be no reason we're going for the same character. Um, I had a moment. Um, talking about the age thing again. I walked in on audition. All these kids were actively high school students talking about exams. Yeah. And they all look considerably younger than me. I like I I look young, but these guys looked well younger than me yeah and i i I sat in there i sat in the audition i did my thing i did it well Uh uh-huh actually one of the more more confident auditions i've had and i walked out of there i was like i'm not getting that because they're casting 16 year olds for this yeah like clearly like there's there's no way they're casting a 22 year old for this when they had a bunch of room full of 16 year olds who are going to do this um and i thought to myself i need new headshots yeah. So I went and got new headshots recently just because I, I, my last headshots were when I was six, uh, 17 years old doing Paranormal Witness. Yeah. Those are my last headshots. So I finally got them Yeah, but updated. you haven't changed at all. I hadn't changed at all. Really, the, the, even, the new, even the new photos look exactly the fucking same. Yeah. But it's just like I needed that that moment of just let's get away from that for a bit. Cause yeah. Screw age. And like screw the differences. I need them. I need them to see what I'm at currently. And there's still some updates to my resume I need to do. It still says I'm 145 pounds. I'm 175 pounds. I don't know why I tell them I'm 145 pounds. How can you be 100? How can you and I be the same weight right now? I'm a lot taller than you are. Yeah, you are taller. <laughs> you bastard. Anyway. <laughs> um, but that's like, I, I want to show them what I'm going to do. I'm not going to show them what they want anymore because it's not about what they want. It's about what I can bring to the table. Yeah. So I was tired of sending them the 17 the year old picture and me walking the audition. <sighs> all sucked up and blown out and shoulders sticking out and flexing the entire time trying to either match or look different than my headshot to try to give them some sort of variety right. to like show up how I am um, 
sucking in probably still a little bit because I can lose some extra weight. <laughs> but I'm going to walk in me because it's not about what, they, what they're looking for. It's about what I can bring to the table. Sure. Uh, and that realization came with looking at a bunch of 16-year-olds being like, what I bring to the table is not a 16-year-old anymore. Right. Um, the casting agents haven't gotten that memo yet. Memo yet. They will eventually. Yeah. Um, but that the backstage show, working with all the kids, it really all all these experiences I've had in the past year and a half have really shown me that it's, it's, it's hard to play 16 when you're 22. Yeah, it's hard. But at the same time, it, it it'll work to your advantage. Yes. Soon. Because uh, I'm not be, saying I don't want to. Is do that, that why you're saying when you're 35, you'll be because you're, when you're 35, you'll be when playing 22 year olds. Well, yeah. When I'm, when you'll I'm be 35, doing I'm like uh, Ralph Macchio and the Karate Kid, who's like 30 playing an 18 year old. I hope yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I would I'd love to play my age. I yeah. feel I feel my age. Yeah. I look younger, so it makes me feel younger. But when I'm at work or I'm dealing with someone who's a little difficult to deal with and I just see my maturity or I see where I want to be in my life right now or what things I'm trying to build, yeah. I, I feel my age. Yeah. And I'm 22. That's not a that's not but a it, old it, age. That's a pretty young age. And I'm very happy I'm still young. But I, I feel I feel my age. But do you think that, too, like the, that's a I, – I remember being uh, – going from my teens to my 20s and – I remember feeling okay. Okay, so I'm supposed to be an adult now, right? When I'm in my 20s, I'm supposed to be an adult, but I'm still being treated like a kid, mm-hmm. right? So I think there's this weird uh, uh, transitional period from about 20 to 25, mm-hmm. where a lot of adults are looking at like you're just a kid, mm-hmm. you don't know shit, mm-hmm. and like I admittedly still look at age 20 to 20 like i i made a joke Thanks, once to buddy. someone i made a joke to someone once and said uh uh what did i say I said, you know what there's no point to your life until 25 there's no point <laughs> like and they're like how can you say that i said think about it what do you do you 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 eat a bunch of food you do a bunch of stupid shit you have sex all the time you're contributing nothing to society until you're like although you're contributing a lot to your penis you yeah but but that's your, good your penis is it's not doing anything for society but <laughs> well, well, not yours, not mine. Some mine other girthier ones. For anyone. Lot, lot. It has it's, it hasn't talked to me in weeks. <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, I made that joke, and I was like, and I was half joking, and I was half serious. But it was based on my own experience because I remember being young and 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 being arrogant enough to think at the age of twenty two, twenty three, even twenty four, that that I knew enough You're to be considered right. an adult, and and. What's that? You're 100 percent right. I'm 22 and I feel that way too. Right. I cannot but wait you know for the what day I, I turn 25. You know what I've realized in my I didn't realize it till about my mid 30s was like not only was I wrong about that having that mentality thinking I I I know enough to be considered an adult at 20 to 25. Not only mm-hmm. was I wrong then, I don't have it now. Now, yeah. And it will never come. And I can tell you, at 41, I still don't know shit. Mm-hmm. And that I think that. I, can I think to that, that real maturity nothing. only seems to come that – thank you. <laughs> Don't think I didn't catch that, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I really think real maturity uh, – or not even real maturity, maybe real um, um, evolution, I guess, of your yourself comes when you realize how little you know. Not how much, but how little. Mm-hmm. And, and if you, it, it can humble you if you let it. 
And and it's not a matter of, of being negative and being down on yourself and saying, oh, I know nothing. I'm an idiot. Not at all. It's it's just the opposite. It's, it's about deflating the ego a bit. And I don't think you have an ego. But the problem is, right, we live in a world where you're supposed to know everything. You're supposed to grow up. You're mm-hmm. supposed to be that. And, you're, and that's why I'm saying this weird transition period between 20 and 25. You're supposed to, but we're never going to treat you like you do no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. No matter what you do, we're going to expect you to be a mature adult, but we're never going to treat you like yeah, that. 100%. So it's so fucking skewed. Mm-hmm. It's so skewed. So you, what I'm telling you is that's hopeless right now. No, it's fucking, it's fucking hopeless. <laughs> it's, I completely understand. And I want to stop you right there because my ego is huge. <laughs> I have a huge fucking ego. Do you really? huge. My ego is huge. It's so huge. It's so huge. It's the best ego, ego. anyone's ever had. <laughs> it's a massive ego. You're going to um, love it. That's just necessary to be an actor. That ego. Well, what do you mean? Like, how so? Like, which the confidence in yourself? Well, confidence and ego are two different things. Uh, depend. Well, yes, I think though having the ego, the self importance, is important as an actor. Well, having self confidence is very important. No, self importance. And and realizing, yeah, that you have something to offer. Yes, that's what you're talking about. Yes, yeah, but again, that's which, not that's not necessarily. It, but it, it it's a fine line. It is like like when you talk about ego, like ego doesn't have to be a negative thing. No, it, it, but it's got a negative connotation. Yes. So when you say ego, you think of like yeah, I'm not necessarily. I'm not talking about the negative things. The ego yeah. itself, having having a healthy ego, yeah, even a, a larger than life ego sure. is very important to have, just yeah. as a human being. Yeah. Um, but life advice for 22, 20 to twenty five year olds in general, twenty two year olds, twenty three year olds, life advice for any of them, especially if they want to be an actor, is yes, you you do know nothing. At twenty two, yes, you don't know anything, but you've had twenty two years. Yeah, every experience is valid. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're doesn't, six doesn't years old, twenty two, yeah. forty two, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not. I don't think uh, anyone would debate that. But it's it's. I think it's when people assume that their experience is more valid than the others yes. around them. No matter what age they're at, and no matter mm-hmm. what age the person they're talking to is at. Um, but it's in the entertainment industry I don't think there's a way around that no in the entertainment because industry it's a piece of shit it's not even a, an don't age thing it. it's it's true because it's just like that's the other thing is because the entertainment industry as a whole is built on very shaky uh, found uh, a ground it's very mm-hmm. shaky foundation it, it changes with the public whims every single second mm-hmm. you know one minute they're into dinosaurs the next minute they're into robots the next minute they're into robot dinosaurs robot dinosaurs yeah and the next minute it's like they don't well look at look at the whole superhero phenomenon it's it's there's already cracks in the foundation that people are getting sick of it Mm -hmm. and and it's just a matter of time before the entire general public goes yeah i'm done no more and then becomes not the hot it just it'll just happen that the next one marvel movie will just bomb and everyone will go what the hell happened and they'll be like well they're done with superhero movies and Mm -hmm. that'll be the end of it um but the point is is you never know when that's going to happen. No idea. Because it's impossible to yes. measure the cultural wins. And as an actor, you just got to follow those and take, right. take your own right. um, style into it. But, but the point is is that no one in the entertainment industry knows where it's going, yeah. what's going to happen. I mean, there are a lot of people that are very intuitive, and mm-hmm. they're good at that. And, uh, and, and those are usually the people that make the most money. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, nobody yeah. in this industry knows yeah. anything. Like really, I mean, it's impossible. Because no, I, the reason I'm here is because I'm giving you a younger perspective of the industry, something you haven't had the pleasure of in like 40 years. 
Um, what makes you think that I, A, haven't had it, and B, would need it? <laughs> I think it's really important to find what you want to do when you're young. And, and oh, I thought you meant... Young. Oh, you didn't mean me, me. You meant people no, listening. No, the, the, ro- the, ro- the, ro- oh, okay. the royal you. Well, the, the way you said it was like... Uh... No, you too. I, I, I was more making fun of the fact that you've never been young. Um, uh-huh. That's you, true. You never. Fart. No. Um, <laughs> um, no, but the, I'm, I'm here for the younger perspective. You Who's the youngest person before you had me on the show? Who's the youngest person? Uh, you're 22. Yeah. You might be the youngest. I, I think I'm the youngest. I'm trying to think. 40 episodes. I think you're 40 the... 40 episodes already. Congratulations. Yeah, I think you're... Am I 40? No, you're 40. Aw. You are 40. I wish. Yeah. I'll get parts. No, you don't. Um, yeah, I think you're the youngest. Yeah. Um, I've had some people in their 20s on. But yeah. So as, as one of the younger people who've been on here who's dealing with not only being one of the youngest people you've interviewed, but playing even younger. Yeah. Um, there's two sides of the coin. And I want to, I want to explain both sides really simply. When playing younger with younger people, um, you're, you're going to go into dangers of maturity. Yeah. Um, they bring, and they, the good side is they bring the energy. You get to feed off that energy and play strongly backstage. I was so happy with my performance. I think that was killer. I think I think I think that every comment about people liking backstage is well deserved because not only did I kill it, but everyone on that set killed it because the energy that they all brought to the set, mm-hmm. the energy that the the crew and the writers and the and the directors all brought to the set was great because they were working with some great talent. Those kids, those talented kids on the show, brought such energy that it, they killed it. But I was 22 and I felt out of place. Yeah, I felt like I did not put it into my work. But honestly, I felt out of place. It's hard. As a 22-year-old playing 16, working with the adults, the parents, mm-hmm. the people playing parents, um, it's it's difficult because you're actually being treated with a little bit of maturity mm-hmm. most of the time. Sometimes not so much, but you're you're treated as another adult, Re- more respectful. Yeah. After set, um, if you're tr- like we were in, we were in Winnipeg shooting the Hallmark movie, Journey Back to Christmas. Yeah. Me and my parents went out for dinner one night. We had a great time. We talked about the industry. We talked about the industry back in the 80s because they were old. I love you guys, but but it was a very funny conversation talking about the early 90s. This is why no one likes kids. No one likes kids. <laughs> Us millennials are the worst. Yeah, you guys are. Um, but You don't know what old is. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we but they treated me with maturity. They, they treated me with respect. Yeah. Right? And then when the scene started, instead of having to bring that maturity back i had to tone it down be a kid again be younger and that was actually really hard i had i struggled a lot on this hallmark set playing younger really um not 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 because you know i'm terrible at my job yeah but because i it was hard to connect to it again after well you you spend you were 16 in that right yeah i was playing 16 and and you've just spent the last like six years trying to escape that mentality yeah. and grow like like we were talking yeah. about before you're trying to be seen as an adult exactly. who has valid experiences and valuable valuable things to say mm. and contribute to society and right? being treated like that by your right. co- by your your co-star by by being a human being talking sure. it's hard to then turn around and go into that yeah uh, where working with kids, you're dealing with offset. You're dealing with a 13 year old issue, right? Like you're 13 to 16 years old, and you're dealing with 13 to 16 year old issues. Yeah. And by dealing with that, when I go back into the scene, so that's your I'm biggest. That's your biggest. Problem I feel like right that's now, one. In that I feel like that's one of the biggest problems of being an older, not older, but like being an, an adult playing a teenager. Mm-hmm. 
um, as like those are the two sides. When you're dealing with adults, it's harder to get back into the kids. But when you're playing kids, it's hard to remember. Like you're, you're an adult, they're not. It's hard. Yeah. Like even the way you guys treated me in Paranormal Witness. Mm-hmm. Now I was young, so it wasn't as, as difficult. But imagine me being like that now. Imagine doing that. How do show. we treat you? Like what do you mean? Like like treating me like one of the guys. Oh yeah, well you were one of the guys, it, and it worked for the scene because I was playing one of the guys. But you, well, you were one of the guys off the scene too. Yes, or, and I, off, I appreciate that you guys you guys treated me very well. Um, but imagine that now, imagine having that co- sort of conversation in the car, where the sound guy's listening to us and we're all sweaty and gross, rubbing up next to each other, and then imagine having. You're not supposed to ima- tell them we did that. I, I meant shoulders. What happens in the truck stays, stays in the <laughs> truck, man. Um, anyway, and then imagine being. Me, instead of being seventeen year old, imagine me being a twenty two year old having to go back and being seventeen. But I 17. guess that's the difference. Like I, I can't speak for anyone else but myself. But mm-hmm. when you were seventeen then, that was kind of my point. When I was making the the talking about having the conversation with your mom earlier, that was my point. It's not I'm gonna corrupt your son. Mm-hmm. It was your son is on the same level as us. Age mm-hmm. doesn't matter. And so we're not going to watch our mouth around him because he's he, he can handle it. Mm-hmm. And we want him to be part of the, and it worked the group. For the, and it worked for the show. And if he doesn't want to be part of the group or doesn't like it, that's okay. But we want him to feel uh, welcome. Yeah. And I wouldn't do that. I'm not doing that to you because you're 17. I'm doing that to you because you're a castmate. Yeah. And I'm one of those actors that likes to make... Um, everyone uh, sort of feel welcomed. I don't like mm-hmm. it when when a, when a person doesn't feel like they're welcomed. It, it affects the project as a whole. Mm-hmm. It makes it difficult because when someone feels like they're devalued in any way for any reason. And you got to build that relationship off screen to build that relationship off screen, on screen. Exactly. Um, I loved working on this Hallmark movie. Yeah. Um, and oh, I we're back to plugging for you. Okay, let's go through yeah, with let's this. Plug. I want to plug. Yeah, no. Uh, November twenty seventh on no. the Hallmark Channel. Is it the twenty seventh? It's the twenty seventh, not twenty fifth. I kept the okay. Yeah, because you said the twenty fifth. Um, they are they're playing five Hallmark movies in a row. So right. Not in a row, like once a day for yeah. five days. Yeah. Ending on our movie, um, because the host Ooh. the host of the event is Candace Cameron Bure, who stars in my movie. Yeah. Yeah, who's the, the lead actress in, in Journey Back to Christmas? Wow. So they're ending it on her movie, wow. which you know makes sense. Sure, uh, and you know our movie's great. Uh, it's a journey back to, to Christmas. Christmas. Um, I, I love journeying back. Yeah, to Christmas. I love journeying. I love journeying for the first time to Christmas. You can't. You're Jewish. This is my. This you is can't. my first Christmas. the the whole The whole premise is that they've all taken a step away from Christmas. Okay. In the generations since. Gotcha. Uh, okay. World War Two. Yeah. They've they become complacent. They become technology based, and they've they've moved away from Christmas. And her character brings everyone together. Gotcha. It's very Christmassy, very Hallmarky, and they do a great job of putting all the values that that Hallmark. This has is so great because I'm telling you, you know, I I love like as we've said, I love Christmas. I I'm love pretty sure Christmas that's a Christmas movies. movie up on I your screen right now. Miracle on 34th Street. Oh Santa Claus has been staring at us. It's been on pause the whole time. <laughs> um, and, but I mean, I've He's never, but I've never been a fan of the. Just strictly straight to TV Christmas movies. Never been a fan of them. Hallmark makes like twelve a year. I know, and my mom freaking loves them. She waits all year for them. She just she can't get enough of them. She sets the PVR. She records. I think she watches every single one, mm-hmm. but definitely all the Hallmark ones. Any other ones, it just she goes nuts for them. She likes to mm-hmm. get up in the morning, watch one of those, decorate and bake and all that. Oh yeah. So she she was excited when I told her, you know, that, you that, that Mikey's going to be in one. Aww. She was like, well, no, 
way? Because I posted that thing on Facebook yeah. when I, I did, posted. That was the first time her. I saw it. Yeah, well, because they released every year Hallmark releases yeah. the dates of all their Christmas movies. I didn't know when like my that. movie was until you posted that. Oh, really? Link. I well, was I like, just oh. posted it and tagged my mom because she she always asked me when is this. I don't fucking I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't watch them. I don't even have cable, <laughs> and uh, so she always wants to know when they're going to air so that she can watch them. And yeah. then uh, you pointed out I'm in that one, and I'm like, oh, that's I, that's right. Oh, I was so glad you. Posted I'm going that to watch, was... and I'm looking forward oh, to thank it. You. I, I can't. We have satellite pumped. television because we moved to a farm in Stouffville. Oh. So now we have satellite television. We don't get the Hallmark Channel. Oh, uh, no. Download it. You'll pre able to download it. <laughs> I do not illegally download television online. I didn't say illegally. There's no such thing as downloading. Sure there is. Except for iTunes. It's not really downloading. That's more streaming. Netflix is streaming. You can No, you can download off iTunes and keep it. Yeah, I guess you can. Yeah. See, I don't know if it's going to That's what iTunes. I was suggesting. Sure what you were. were you thinking? Uh, I clearly huh? thinking illegally. Downloading television and movies, which I do not do for the record, uh-huh. because my word is my vow. Your word is your vow. Not is your to... bond? What? Your... Shut up! I'm an actor. I'm not smart. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Um, I'm pumped to see it though, man. Because it's I been a too. while since I've gotten to watch uh, watch you on screen. Yeah, it's it's um, getting getting to like in a, in a nice. Plump role is what I mean. I don't mean like well, you haven't been doing anything. I just mean, I I, you know. I I won't give too much away. My my screen time's a lot less than I sometimes right. lead on. Yeah, because I no 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 I know. and I like throwing myself out there of course, a lot. Of course, yeah, um, it's it's a good part, but it's a community show. Mm. It's a show about a community, and it's right. So there's lots of characters. So there's a lot of characters. There's a lot of different people. Yeah. Um, that are are focused in it, and I'm very fortunate to be part of that ensemble cast. Yeah. Um, I play George Jones. The character was originally called Dexter, but then they thought that was a little too edgy. Why? Because the character's des- character description was no edge, and they okay. casted me. So clearly, I have no edge. Perfect. Do I have any edge? I don't know. Not so much anymore. Now I'm just a circle. Your forehead kind of comes out a little bit, maybe. Oh, you're calling me a Neanderthal. Well, oh, I thought you said ledge. Like edge. I could edge. Set, uh, Take out the L. You know, I could set a drink or a mug, you know, something so like that. So you're still calling me a Neanderthal. On top of that massive forehead that just sticks. There's not up. that much product in my hair. It's, it's not actually flat. Okay? No, not your hair. Just the forehead. Just my... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this um, is too much fun. I'm going to try doing this with all my guests. <laughs> insult them. Just insult them. No. Anyway. Um, when I auditioned for it, the character description was no edge. Okay. Which is understandable. It's a Hallmark movie. Like, yeah, they don't want. Like, yeah, I, I'm not pl- I, like unless you're the character who's like, oh, I'm so dark and sullen. Oh, Christmas brings me back into joy. Yeah, there's no edge. Yeah, so um, I don't I, like. I take offense to the fact that I that they think I have no edge, but I don't take offense to the character at all. But his original name was supposed to be Dexter. Okay. Um, and I got changed, either because Dexter is associated with Poindexter and it's too nerdy. But I'm I think it's because Dexter's associated with the show Dexter. But that's what I said. That's what I said, but the yeah. guy who played my father, Doug Murray, he was like, no, no, it's probably because of like this or that, and like because Dexter's like usually a nerdy name. So they changed the name to George. Okay. George Jones. That's my character. Which name. now just makes me think of It's a Wonderful Life, that's all. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, jo- I'm George Jones, and okay. my character, I don't want to give too much away, but no, my don't, character don't. is very simple. He's on his phone 24-7. 
That's the kind of character he okay. is. Okay. So he's one of these young guys that is obsessed with yeah. technology and being on in front of a screen yeah. all the time. And the the main character, Can- Candace Cameron Bure, plays a woman from 1945 who gets teleported to 2016. That's the premise of the movie. Okay. Um, it was a great, the script was great, and it was fantastic, and my part of it was supposed to be teaching the new millennials to do this, looking up, away from their phone. Okay. I just realized I was on audio, and I couldn't actually show you. I no. had to speak it. Um, <laughs> you have to look away from your phone. You have to yeah. look up. You've got to put your phone away, sure. and that's my arc. My arc is, is developing that looking away from the phone. Okay. Um, that's your arc. Your story arc is looking up from the phone. Yeah. Is he gonna do it? No, he didn't. No, he didn't do oh, it this maybe time. Maybe in the next maybe scene. Next, next scene. Oh, after this commercial break. <laughs> uh, but it was a really fun character, and, and bringing it was it was about the family dynamic, especially um, between me not having my phone, not having that security there with the mother and the father, yeah. and this a bunch of other things like how somebody says they time traveled to 2016 from 1945. That whole thing yeah. is the whole point of the story. And I'm not going to give too much away. Cause no, I'm don't, don't watch it. Away from the story. Um, but it was, it's a great story about not just like two families. It's about a whole community getting together and believing in not just Christmas, but the impossible. Yeah. In saying, even if it didn't exist, I learned something from it. I accepted it and I grew from it. Yeah. Um, so it's one of those kind of movies with so much mystery around it. It's not really so much about how the mysterious thing happened. happened. But it's about what, just, it, what the meaning of it is. Yeah, what the meaning of it, the meaning behind it's it. It's kind of the same as Christmas when you think about it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know. What's the point? No, you wouldn't. I, I light some candles and then I say you, Baruch Atah. You get socks and you'd spin a dreidel or something. Hey, that game's really complicated. Yeah, it looks tough. It's actually, it's a it's gamble. It's gambling. Is it gambling? Dreidel is, gam- is gambling. Oh, man. You should learn. Let's do it. Yeah, but I'm you up can only play with it. chocolate coins. No, I want to play real money. <laughs> you might lose a lot. It's very simple right. to lose. That's There's right. four sides. We'll do it. You have a 25% chance of losing everything. We'll play dreidel poker or something like that. We'll mix the two together. <laughs> <laughs> Flush. Spin the dreidel. Um, no, but it was actually, and you know what? And for one of my first experiences of being Christian, it was it was a lot of fun. And um, you are the perfect Jewish actor. To play a to Christian a boy. Christian. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I, I don't have the nose. I don't have the hair. Yeah, no, you, it's I, true. You got, you got kind of a. I'm Aryan. Yeah, yeah. You kind of got the the Christian boy look. Like, yeah, I guess so. Like, I never. I, I don't mean to. I I don't mean to be completely insensitive, but Hitler would have no. looked over me. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't have even asked me to drop my trial. He just would have skipped over me. He'd been like, wow. oh no, no, he's he he's part he's part. Wow. Of <laughs> Okay, let me tell you something. Um, all the other stuff you were worried about whether I should cut it out or not. That's being cut. That 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 oh that's staying in. Oh yeah. And, I, <laughs> and what it does, because what it did was all the other stuff you said, it just cleansed the palate. <laughs> that's all it did. That oh, was funny. Have... <laughs> you think you're not funny? That was fucking funny. <laughs> that I, have was my, dark. I have my moments. That was fucking funny. I don't I don't do comedies very often, but you know, when funny. I do it. I go you hard. go all out. No, honestly, Hitler would have passed over me. I, I don't do comedy very pass well. Pass over. Wow, that's Whoa, amazing. That's why they do That's The Jews are that funny. They just Holy pass. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, movies on the 27th? My movie's on the 27th. Journey Back to Christmas on the Hallmark Channel. Uh, and if check you, your local listings. Check your local listings. If you have any trouble, just find Candace Cameron Bure. It's not hard. She's very active on social media. Would you like to come back in a later episode and sing a Hanukkah tune? Um, I'll I'll sing you one right now if okay. there were any. Okay. Do you know a Hanukkah tune? I do know a couple, but they're terrible. Okay. Uh, well, 
Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, everyone, for listening, too. All right, there we go. Michael Kaplan, little Mikey, and me getting to sit down, finally have a nice chat. Love hanging out with that dude. He's such a fun guy and just such a great, just positive energy, just sweetheart of a man. He's a man now. He's 22. He's a man. I'm so happy that we got to talk to him. Watch his movie, November 27th, Journey Back to Christmas. And uh, pay attention for the little Jewish guy playing a Christian boy. (laughs) He makes me laugh. Another episode coming up next week. It's going to be a good one. So tune back for that. In the meantime, tune back for that? I cannot speak. In the meantime, you can check out the show's website, doingitpod.com. It's on Twitter, at doingitpod. It's on Instagram, doingitpod, I believe. Doingitpodcast, one of those two. You'll find it if you really want to. And send me any feedback you like, as always. Remember, life doesn't happen to you. Life happens through you. And I hope that you uh, have a great week. And thanks so much for listening. Talk to you soon.